0: remain standing uh, Daniel chapter 12 this morning Daniel chapter 12 and uh, we'll give uh, uh, Brother Hilberto here time to adjust us uh, back uh, Daniel chapter 12 uh, here this morning give just a few minutes for you to find your place and for us to make an adjustment here all right we're ready to go Daniel chapter 12 we'll begin here at verse number one and at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as, was ne- or as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book of life. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But notice here verse 4, he says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. If you'll skip with me to verse number 9. And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed Till the time of the end. And then in verse number 13. Again to Daniel. But go thy way till the end be. For thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. Uh, what we're going to examine here this, this morning is, is the conclusion of a faithful life. So a life well lived for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and we see in the, in the life of Daniel this conclusion. Daniel comes to an end. And uh, now he's, he's told to go his way, for thou shalt rest. And I believe uh, here at the end of Daniel's life, the Lord is, is preparing Daniel here for eternity. He's been faithful to the call of God upon his life. I want you to join me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's ask for the Lord's guidance and help here today. And may we uh, take some time just to yield our hearts to what God would have for us this morning. Father, thank you this morning. You're so gracious, so good to us. And Lord, thank you that uh, we can be washed in the blood and we can know that we know that we know that we're saved and have that full assurance because of the price that you paid. Lord, I thank you for the life of Daniel. I thank you for how mightily uh, you used Daniel. How your anointing was upon him. And Lord, we we pray and we long to see in these days uh, some men and women and boys and girls with the spirit of Daniel that would be raised up, that would be faithful to their calling. And Lord, mightily you would use them as you use Daniel. Uh, have your way, we pray in this service. Uplift, exalt your name, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated uh, this morning. And as you're seated, I, I want to just make a, a few introductory uh, remarks here. Uh, l- let me just uh, mention here of Daniel chapter 12, that this is the conclusion Of Daniel's life is the conclusion of a a life well lived for the Lord Jesus Christ. One thing becomes evident through the book of Daniel, the life of Daniel. Daniel had a very special relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, It's evident that Daniel loved the Lord and the Lord loved Daniel. I would like others to be able to look at my life and say that I love the Lord and that the Lord loved me. Uh, We know several times that Daniel is called the beloved of the Lord. And what a special relationship. We we can trace the life of Daniel. We go back uh, to Daniel chapter 1. And we see that as a teenager, he was taken captive. His nation was defeated. God judged the nation of Judah for their sin. Uh, Daniel's people were brought under the control of Nebuchadnezzar. Many were killed at that particular time. Daniel probably witnessed the death of many of his relatives. Others were made slaves. They were left in the land, but they were under the control of Nebuchadnezzar. And then many, like Daniel, were taken captive to this strange land as just a teenager. I, re- I think really the key verse of Daniel, if you were to go back to Daniel chapter 1 and verse number 8, uh, this really dictated the life of Daniel. Uh, from this day forward, in Daniel chapter one verse number eight, it, it reads: "But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself." And and so Daniel chose early to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, some things that he had no control over in his life; uh, he was taken captive. No control over that his nation was defeated no control over that many of his nation refused the Lord and that was the reason reason for God's judgment Daniel had no control over those things but he would not get bitter he would submit his life to the Lord and his life would become a legacy and a testimony for multitudes later and for future generations in Daniel chapter 2 God used Daniel to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream And through that dream, there was an overview of world empires that would control Israel and Jerusalem. In Daniel chapter 4, again, God used Daniel to help Nebuchadnezzar. And we have, I believe, in Daniel 4, Nebuchadnezzar's conversion. And I believe here's Daniel, a man of God that influenced the life of a king. And we know the background of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, He was a ruthless leader, uh, kind of a narcissist. And yet because of Daniel's testimony... We have Nebuchadnezzar coming to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Daniel chapter 5, Daniel confronted Belshazzar, who was the last of the Babylonian kings. In Daniel chapter 6, Daniel served under Darius, the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians. Uh, Daniel was falsely charged, Darius was tricked into signing a decree forbidding prayer. Uh, but in Daniel 6, verse number 10, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day. He prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. And we know the story of Daniel and the lion's den because of Daniel's faithfulness to his God. He was cast into the lion's den, but God preserved him. We have, I believe, in Daniel chapter 6, the conversion of of Darius and so again Daniel because of his faithfulness used in the salvation of another king we have Daniel's chapter 7 8 and 9 God gave to Daniel some amazing prophecies that were focused upon the nation of Israel Uh, further details concerning the times of the Gentiles and the nations that would have dominion over Jerusalem Uh, for Daniel this was yet future. But for us, much of it is history. And so we can look back on the prophecies of Daniel and see the minute detail to which God gave this man direction for the nation of Israel in future years. Uh, And so uh, what a beautiful book of prophecy that God has given. Now, Daniel chapter 10, Daniel chapter 11, Daniel chapter 12 are Daniel's final vision. I want you to get the picture. Daniel... At this time, is probably over 90 years of age. If you go back with me to Daniel chapter 10, look at me in verse number 2. At this time, as an older man, on the latter days of his life, having been faithful, he's burdened for his people. In Daniel chapter 10, verse number 2, "...in those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks." I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Daniel's carrying a burden. He's praying for his people. Uh, I believe uh, he was such that he he did not want to to eat. Uh, He's fasting, praying. Uh, We call sometimes this the Daniel fast, where he ate no pleasant food, but he's seeking the face of God on behalf of his people. In Daniel chapter 10, verse 14, uh, God gave to Daniel insight. Uh, now I am come, this is the angel, Gabriel. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. And so God gives to Daniel in, in the latter days of his life insight for the nation of Israel, for the Jews, for his people, what shall befall them in the latter days. And as we have seen in the past, it, it focuses toward Daniel's 70th week or the tribulation or the last seven years of human history here upon this earth, uh, apart from the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that uh, vision that God gives to Daniel focused upon those latter days. Now let's go to Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. We have here the conclusion. Uh, This is kind of the appendix. Uh, This is the uh, epilogue. This is the end of the story uh, concerning Daniel, the conclusion. Again, read with me Daniel chapter 12 and verse number 9, where God says to Daniel, He said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed and sealed till the time of the end. Verse 13, But go thy way till the end be, For thou shalt rest, and stand in thy lot at the end of thy days. I want you to get a picture this morning, if we can paint this picture, this this old man that has been faithful to God, this man of God that has walked with the Lord, this man that everybody looks in his life and they see that he loves the Lord. Now you get the picture here, Daniel has been faithful to his God. Kind of like Paul. At the end of his life, Daniel could say, I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day. It's almost as if, here at the conclusion of Daniel's life, the Lord is saying to Daniel, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I picture Daniel chapter 12. Daniel has walked his life. He, he's climbed up the mountain of life, and, and now he's at the pinnacle. He's at the peak of his life. And Daniel in, in, in chapter 12 is able to look back over his life, and he's able to see all of the curves and the roads and all of the times that the Lord has manifested himself in his life. He can look back over his life, and let me say this, very important, without regret. He's come to the end of his life. And he can say all the way, my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy, who through life has been my guide? He's able to look back on the fact that God has been faithful to him. And may I say this morning, anytime you find a faithful man of God, it's not because that man has been faithful, but it's because God has been faithful to that man. God has been faithful to Daniel as he looks back over his life. Uh, Of Daniel's life, he's one of the few characters in the Bible with no negatives. Now, of course, we know Daniel was a sinful man. Uh, In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel chapter 10, he confessed not only the sin of his nation, but he confessed his own sin. And yet, in the book of Daniel, there are no negatives mentioned of Daniel. Another would be that of Joseph. And I think in their lives, both are types of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's the focus that I want us to get this morning. One day, each and every one of us are going to come to the end of our life. One day, the race will be over. One day, the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise. Then we, which are alive and remain, will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Uh, One day, the last breath on this earth will be taken. Uh, One day, you will cross into eternity. One day, you will stand before the Lord. One day, you will give an account. Of your life. For Daniel, it was a faithful accounting. What will it be for you? I want to give some thoughts that, as I look at Daniel, was a great encouragement, a great blessing to me concerning Daniel's faithfulness. First of all, Daniel was faithful to his people, he was faithful to the people of God. Now Daniel carried a burden for the Jews. We we mentioned in Daniel chapter 10 that he was fasting and he was praying and he was seeking the face of God concerning the Jewish race, the Jewish nation. Uh, He understood he had been given special uh, relationship and he he had this special relationship with God himself, but he understood that the Jews had a special relationship with God. I, I want you to go with me, keep your place in Daniel chapter 12, but I'd like you to go back with me to Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, and uh, when God called Abraham, God said to Abraham that he would raise up a special nation, Genesis chapter 12 verse number 1 reads, now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, Daniel understood God had raised up a nation through Abraham. God placed over that nation Michael the archangel. I want you to look at Daniel chapter 12, verse number 1. And it says, And at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince, which standeth for the children of of thy people. And it seems that God raised up this nation and God set Michael the archangel as the prince over that nation. Uh, Daniel knew that God had chosen Israel not because they were something special, but because he loved them. And Daniel knew that God wanted to use that nation to show the rest of the world that he is the living God. Uh, God wanted to use that nation to bring into the world, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now Daniel understood that because of Israel's special relationship with God, Satan hated them. And so in Daniel's visions, he could see the hard times that were ahead for the Jews. Now we can look back and see much of that as history. Uh, Daniel could see world empires that would persecute the Jewish nation. He would see the Babylonians and the Persians, the Medes, the Greeks, the Romans, and they would fight over the land of Israel, uh, Daniel's visions revealed hard times for the nation of Israel all the way until the end. Daniel knew that the Jews would be scattered through the world, that they would be hated, they would be despised, rejected, imprisoned, and beaten. And we can look back on history and we can see the fulfillment of many of those prophecies of Daniel. Uh, we know through history men like Lenin and Stalin and Hitler. And we know the severe persecution. We know of the Holocaust and six million of the Jews being uh, incinerated or going through the gas chambers and and the difficulties that they faced. Now, Daniel chapter 12 and verse number one, the latter part of that verse says, of the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, even to that same or uh, trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time, And at that time thy people shall be delivered. And so Daniel could see those hard times would culminate in the great tribulation. He calls it here a time of trouble such as there never was since there was a nation. Uh, The book of Jeremiah calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. Jesus himself, Matthew 24, referred to it as the great tribulation. Now based upon Daniel's prophecies... We know that this is a seven-year period of time given to the Jews. It begins after the rapture. And friends, that's where we are in history. We're looking forward to the trumpet that's going to sound. We're looking forward to a rapture. We're looking forward to the time when Jesus comes back for His children. We believe that's imminent. We believe that is just around the corner. As we're seeing events take place in our world, it ought to get us excited That very soon we may be seeing the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we know according to Daniel's prophecies and also 2 Thessalonians, uh, Matthew 24, uh, the book of Revelation, following the rapture there will be the rise of an antichrist. We know that Antichrist will establish a peace treaty in the Middle East, including the Jews, and that treaty, and probably a treaty that will allow the rebuilding of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. In the midst of that treaty, the Bible speaks here in the book of Daniel of the abomination of desolation. Antichrist will break his covenant with the Jews. He will enter into that rebuilt temple. He will proclaim himself God. He will demand the worship of the world. And then his wrath will be turned against the Jewish nation, against the Jewish people, and against all of those that are saved in the midst of the tribulation. The Bible calls that a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. We know according to Daniel 12 verse 7 that this will be three and one half years of time. And I heard the man clothed in linen, which, and by the way, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, which was upon the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven and he swore by him that liveth forever that it shall be for a time, uh, a times and a half, and we know uh, comparing that to Revelation three and one and a half years to scatter the power of thy holy people. All these things shall be So three and a half years that God will allow severe persecution and trouble for the Jewish nation and for those that get saved. Those days will be the most excruciating years the world has ever known. Severe persecution for the Jews and for those that turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here's where Daniel comes in. Daniel was burdened and he prayed for his people. He was faithful. and God assured him that those times would be shortened for the sake of the elect. Uh, the truth would be sealed. We look in Daniel chapter 12 verse number 9. He said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And the triumph was secure. And God assured Daniel that his people would be victorious. Notice in t- chapter 12 verse number 1. At that time, Thy people shall be delivered. everyone one that shall be found written in the book of life. Or in the book. Now here is where I want us to go this morning. And a thought. Daniel was faithful. and Just as Daniel was faithful to his people. God is looking for those that will be faithful. I can tell much about your life by who you hang with. By the people. That you love, by the people that you are comfortable amongst. Uh, they say birds of a feather flock together. Uh, we had some chickens, we had some turkeys. Uh, the chickens would hang with the chickens, the turkeys would hang with the turkeys, but we had one turkey that thought he was a chicken. And that turkey that thought he was a chicken would perch in the trees with the rest of the chickens, but when that turkey would come out of the trees, that turkey was like a bomb landing or a boom, you know. He wasn't made to be a chicken. And so the people that you hang with shows a lot about what has your heart. Now, as we think about this, look with me, keep your place, Daniel 12, Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews chapter 11, the life of Moses, Hebrews 11 verse number 24, we read of Moses by faith, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. See, it becomes evident when Moses got saved, his, we might say his people changed. Before Moses was saved, his life was lived as an Egyptian. Egypt is a picture of the world. Before Moses was saved... He followed the world. He he was educated in the world. Uh, He had the pleasures of the world at his disposal. Uh, He was in line perhaps to be the next Pharaoh. All of the power, all of the uh, philosophy of the world was that uh, at Moses' disposal. It was for the taking. And yet Moses, when he came to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, said, I don't belong to the world. I belong to God. I'm going to walk with the Lord. I identify myself with the people of God. That's that's why when I got saved, church became important. I wanted to be with the people of God. I wanted to be in the house of God. Uh, No longer did I identify in the same way with the world. The Lord became my love and the Lord's people became my love. And so it is with Daniel, so it ought to be in our life. There's an interesting statement, Daniel, or Genesis chapter 12. When God called Abraham, God said, Abraham, I will make of thee a great nation. God said then to Abraham, I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curseth thee. Now, I find there's a principle in the Word of God. I believe, by the way, God has been good to the United States of America Because the United States has been good in its history towards Israel. And I believe if the United States ceases in its care for Israel, then many of the blessings that God has given to this nation will cease. I would also say there's a principle. You would find those that love the Lord and you treat them well. And God will bless your life in that. And so you can tell about the people that a person will hang with days ahead may bring severe persecution. I don't know what the future holds, but this I do know. Uh, There's coming a judgment day, and God said in Matthew chapter 25, the judgment of nations, and I think that takes place after the tribulation if you look at the context of it, but there's a principle for us. Uh, As Jesus returns, He's going to gather the nations, and He is going to... uh, uh, there will be sheep nations and goat nations. And those nations that were good to the children of Israel, God will be good to them during the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a principle for you and I. You see, as uh, persecution may come our way, it's very important for us to identify with the people of God. And and maybe difficulties will come. There may be coming days where God's people will be shamed through news media, through uh, various things. And who are you going to identify with at that time? Who you stand for. So Daniel was faithful to the people of God. Let's look at another aspect of Daniel's faithfulness. This is the most important. Daniel was faithful to his God. See, Daniel never wavered in his commitment unto the Lord. Never. The testimony of his life was a testimony of faithfulness to God. Many things difficult for Daniel. God gave to him dreams, visions that he did not completely understand. In fact, God told Daniel to seal the dream till the time of the end. Look with me at verse 4 of Daniel 12. He says, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. And he said, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. And and so God tells Daniel, Daniel... Uh, we're not yet at that point in history or that point in time where your vision uh, that I have given unto you is going to be clarified and and so it's evident there were many things though God gave Daniel insight and vision there were many things that daniel could not comprehend, could not understand they were sealed till the time of the end. It's really interesting. God said that transportation would increase. So don't we live in such a day and knowledge would increase? Don't we live in such a day as that? And it's evident that the prophecies of Daniel are beginning to open up and it's my conviction that during the time of the tribulation that God will open those prophecies to the nation of Israel. You notice in verse number 9 and he said go thy way, Daniel. For the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. What God said to Daniel, Daniel, it's not yet for you to completely understand these visions. You ever been at a point you just didn't understand? Maybe you asked God for help, for wisdom, but you just didn't understand. You ever been at a point where there was confusion? Uh, Ever been at a point where you wanted direction, you wanted help, but it was just dark and confusing? That's where it may have been for Daniel. Daniel did know that things would be difficult for his people, and he could see that difficulty, and he could see that that difficulty would go on and on and on and on, and seemingly no end, though God did say, Daniel, there's coming a time in the end, and ultimately your people will triumph. Uh, Despite everything, Daniel remained faithful. Here's what I want us to grasp this morning. Uh, Through Daniel, we learn how to respond to God. You learn how to respond even when you don't understand what God is doing. You learn how to be faithful even when things are hard. You learn how to be faithful even when there is no end in sight. You see, you just keep on trusting God. And that was the life, that was the legacy, that was the testimony of Daniel. That was the testimony of Job. Uh, When Job, in a moment of time, lost his possessions, in a moment of time, lost his children. It was a day of confusion for Job. He couldn't understand what was taking place, and yet the Bible says of Job that in all of that difficulty, in all of that trouble, he worshipped the Lord. He was faithful. That was Daniel. Uh, Romans 8 verse number 28. We have this promise. We know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. To them who are the called according to his purpose. We have in the life of Joseph a man that was faithful. We have in Joseph's life a man sold into slavery. A man betrayed by his own brothers. We have in Joseph's life a man falsely accused, tossed into prison, and yet Joseph remained faithful even when there were days of confusion, even in the dark hours. We read in the Bible, Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. Uh, we read of men that remained faithful through all of the difficulties that they would bear, that they would endure. Uh, we read of some that uh, despite those difficulties, they continued serving the Lord Jesus Christ. We read of some that were sawn asunder. We read of some that were persecuted, that were cast into prison, and yet they remained faithful unto God. Friend, again, I don't know what the days ahead hold, but I do know this. In the midst of difficulties, God is looking for faithfulness. Daniel was faithful in those difficulties. What do you do? You just keep trusting God. What do you do when it gets difficult? We learn from Daniel, you keep serving God. See, Daniel's life was a legacy, a testimony of service to God. God used Daniel to serve kings. God used Daniel to serve his nation. Those that are faithful will be rewarded. Look with me, Daniel 12, verse number 2. He says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. A lot of uh, uh, different thoughts about the the interpretation of that, but let me just simply give this thought. Uh, There's a separation with the Lord. Only two kinds of people. There are those that are saved and those that are lost. There are those that know Christ and those that don't know Christ. Now, even of Daniel's people. God said, Daniel, there are going to be some of your people that were going to go on in wickedness. They're going to serve their own path. They're going to do their own thing. You'll read in verse number 10. He says in verse 10, Many shall be purified, made white, and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. God is saying, Daniel, even some of your people uh, will persist in their rebellion away from me and and they will face their end. They will face everlasting punishment. And and then he says, but there is a a resurrection of everlasting life. There are those that know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And Daniel was faithful. He had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Notice in Daniel 12 and verse number uh, 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Now if we look at the context of this, he's speaking of the time of the tribulation. During the tribulation, God will raise up 144,000 Jewish witnesses. You can read about that in Revelation 7. Also in Revelation chapter 14. And we read that God will reward those witnesses who are faithful to him during that time of tribulation. But, you know, there's an application for you and I. What should that speak unto us? You see, no matter what is going on around us, continue to serve the Lord. No matter what is going on around us, continue to be faithful in your witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Even when you face persecution, even discouraging times, dark hours, even days when you don't comprehend what God is doing, God is still God... God is still on His throne. He's still going to be victorious. We've read the end of the story. We know in the end that God is going to triumph and that the people of God will triumph. And even when we don't understand what should we do, you just keep trusting the Lord and you keep serving the Lord and you keep doing what God has called you to do. And God has called us to be lights in a dark world. That's what Daniel was. He was a bright and shining lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. One that had walked away from God. Again, keep your place in Daniel 12. Turn with me to Matthew 5. Matthew chapter 5. Just a little nugget that blessed my heart this morning. Reading my Bible. Matthew chapter 5. I want to pick up here at verse number 10, Matthew 5, verse number 10. He said, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, shall say all men are of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but the salt that lost its savor. Wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out, to be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. He gave the light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That was the life and the testimony of Daniel. In the darkness, what do you do? You keep trusting the Lord. You keep serving the Lord. You keep loving the Lord. Everybody around Daniel knew Daniel's commitment. They knew Daniel's love. When they tried to frame Daniel, the only thing they could find against Daniel was his relationship with God. That was the only thing they could find. And so we know the story. They falsely accused him. Daniel continued to pray to his God. But see, the testimony is this. They knew Daniel loved the Lord. And when you love the Lord, others will see that love for the Lord. The Lord will make His presence known in your life and your light will shine before a lost and dying world. Friend, our world needs a light. It needs a bright and shining light. It needs a Daniel. It needs a faithful man, a faithful woman, a faithful boy, a faithful girl. Daniel was faithful to God's people. Daniel was faithful to his God. And Daniel was faithful to his purpose. Let's look at Daniel 12 and verse 13. God said to Daniel, But go thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. God called Daniel to serve his generation. He did so to the end of his life. Now God said, Daniel, thou shalt rest. His race was finished. It was time for him to go home to be with the Lord. He ran the race well. He lived a life of purity. As we mentioned, there was no blemish upon Daniel's life. He lived a life of prayer, praying For the people of God. He lived a life of a powerful witness. Kings saved under his ministry. A nation was salvaged. And we might say of Daniel here at the end of his life. It's as if the Lord said well done thou good and faithful servant. It's my conviction that the book of Daniel is going to be opened to the Jews during the tribulation. Just as the scales drop from Paul or Saul's eyes, just as blinded Saul brought into the presence of Jesus, so will be for the Jews in the end. The eyes will be open. The book of Daniel and its prophecies are going to come to light because of a faithful man. We know that a remnant will be saved. I was thinking here just this morning, In Luke chapter 24, there were two disciples on the road to Emmaus. They were talking about events of of things that had taken place and how Jesus had been crucified. Now there was a rumor or word that he had been resurrected. And, And so they're sad as they're walking and talking. And while they're walking and talking, Jesus comes and he walks in their midst. But they did not recognize the Lord until the Lord opened their eyes. Here was Jesus all that time with them, but they were blind. Here's what I would say to you and I this morning. Uh, There are days that are dark. There are days that are confusing. There are days when you may not understand. Uh, And you may not realize it, but the Lord is walking in your midst Sometimes we're blind to that. We don't see Him. The Lord is right here with us and we don't see Him. And the Lord is in all of the difficulties that you face and we don't see Him, but He's there. He's working all things together for His good. And what I want to just challenge you this morning is run your race, be faithful, and when it's time for you to see Jesus, the Lord will open those eyes and you'll see Him. You'll find that He never failed you. Have you been faithful to your God? Our race is coming to an end. I'm speaking to some here this morning. I'm speaking to some by live stream that you have never personally trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you died today, you would not go to heaven. You must be born again. There's no in-between. We see this in the book of Daniel. You're either saved saved. Or you're lost. You've either been born again or you are born of the flesh and never born of the Spirit of God. And Friend, if you do not know that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to I challenge you this morning. Bow your knee to Jesus. Call upon Him. This race is coming to a conclusion. Daniel had a personal relationship with Jesus. He made a choice for Christ as a young man. And he walked with the Lord faithfully all of those years. You can't finish the race properly unless you start the race properly. You've got to enter the race, and that's through a new birth. And then beyond salvation, can I challenge a full surrender to Jesus Christ as as never before, friend? I I, I think we're living in days when we need a full surrender to Christ. Uh, This lukewarm, half-hearted Christianity is not going to cut it. You're going to have to choose whose people, whose side are you on. Who are you serving? Who do you belong to? What side are you going to stand on? And that's what God is calling. Daniel stood firmly on the side of God's people. Where do you stand? One day, your race is going to be over. One day, you'll take your rest. Will there be regrets? And you can look back right now. If Jesus came right now, would there be regrets? And if there are regrets, get those regrets under the blood of Jesus Christ. Put them under the blood and then press on to serve the Lord from this point forward with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. Can you say to the Lord, Lord, I've done my best for you. I gave you my very best. I'd like for a moment, every head bowed,